Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. This week, we got a big week. We've got night two of WrestleMania plus the week after WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, which are always big ones, whether you... Except this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had some returns and we had some debuts and... Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean... We'll call it that. Stuff happened. Okay. <laughs> Jason, how was your week? It was good. Um... Mania was better than it had any right to be, um, but it was nice to see that this week uh, WWE went back to their their standard of sucking. Yeah. Um, overall, though, didn't really do a whole lot. Work. Work. That's kind of it. Work, work, work. Watch from uh, wrestling. Although, there is something quite special today. Oh, is there? I, I will say. Um, one of my co-hosts, one of your co-hosts. Wait, I'm your only co. Is you talking about me? It is having a birthday. I am. So happy birthday to Michael! Thank you. He's uh he's officially middle aged now. I am. I'm 35. Officially middle aged. Getting old. Now I don't have to change the 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 <laughs> header of the the show anymore. The, the header of the show that you haven't changed for three years. Exactly. <laughs> I was just waiting. I, it would come into fashion at some point. At some point in time. <laughs> Well, this week we do have a brand new bourbon that we have yet to try. It is Fistful of Bourbon. This is a blend of five straight bourbon whiskeys, a 45% alcohol by volume or 90 proof. And the bottle kind of looks a little cheap. The bottle, the label on the bottle looks like I printed it out and just stuck it on the bottle before I got here. Yeah, that, that's that's what the label looks like. Five so. minutes in Photoshop. So, yeah, um, I'll read the uh, barrel profiles to you a little bit later in the show. But for now, let's let's give Taste it some it tasting up. notes. So, Cheers. Cheers. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um. It's not as good as like the Redemptions or that Angels Envy that we had, or you know, <clears throat> it's to convert compare it to another. Yeah, to compare it to another blended bourbon, um, the Four Roses. I think Four Roses is considerably Four, better. It, you, a whole lot better. This reminds but, me of. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of Jack, even though Jack is not a blended. Yeah. Um. It's very smooth. There's almost no burn to it at all. Yeah, there's um, there's no burn. There, it's real smooth. Um, kind of caramelly, vanilla y. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's not bad. I don't remember. I don't remember what I paid for it, but uh, it's not a bad. Like, I'd buy it again. Yeah. If if yeah. if it was if it came down to an option between something like this or Jack, this or Jim, I think I'd go with this. Yeah. It has a. It's a little more complex than those. The, to me, I think this would be a really good one if the only whiskey you've ever had before was Jack, mm -hmm. and you're wanting to kind of start branching out into 
uh, other types of whiskeys, the blend, the blends, the single barrels, the, you know, that kind of stuff. This would be a pretty good starting point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say we, we go through some wrestling. Sure. I mean, that's kind of why we're here for. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll start off with night two of uh, WrestleMania. We have Triple H returning. Mm-hmm. And he walks down he to the ring. The Undertaker. And- he did. <laughs> no, Triple H making his on-screen return. He's been away for quite yeah. some time now, and he welcomes everybody to WrestleMania before leaving his boots in the ring to signify his retirement. Yep. I think we talked about that last week. Due to his health issues, he's no longer going to be able to wrestle. He was told he can't get in the ring again. So. so. It's a sad moment for those of us who grew up and are fans of Triple H. Yep. But. The game is over. The The game is over. The king has abdicated. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we then get riddle. Uh, we get Randy Orton and riddle versus um, who all was in that match. Alpha Academy and um, the street, Profits. the street Profits, and riddle and RKO retained RK, RK bro. We then have, uh, after that, there was a segment where they brought in uh, brought in what's-his-face that they've been parading around in front of us, Gable Stevenson. Gable Stevenson. And all of the faces, Street Profits, RK-Bro, and, and if you can call Gable Stevenson a face. He, in uh, ring, he's a face. <laughs> Out of ring, he's a terrible human. Yeah. Um, they all go to share a drink. Chad Gable runs over so many close names. It slaps the drink out, slaps the drink out of Gable's hand. Gable slaps Gable's hand. Mm -hmm. And then Gable suplexes Gable. Yeah. I'll let you figure out who we're talking about there. Uh, No, Gable Stevenson suplexed and beat the crap out of Chad Gable. Danced all with the faces. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We then get Bobby Lashley versus Omos. This match had next to no build. Because Lashley just returned Monday last week. Yep. I was actually intrigued by this match. Yeah, I was too, because I was very con- I was very interested to see what they did here. What they did. And what they did was a Bobby Lashley defeated Omos. Mm-hmm. So Omos now has his first loss. It happened at WrestleMania, and it yep. happened to the almighty Bobby Lashley without MVP. Mm-hmm. So interesting that all that happened. We then get Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in a match that killed my soul. Okay, so A, let's not refer to this as a match because it wasn't. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Yeah. B, it was a cluster from the word go. And C, yeah. it was funny as all hell. Oh, I was definitely sports I entertained. I was entertained. I was sports entertained. I'm not going to lie. I was sports entertained. But, yeah, so... Johnny Knoxville defeats Sami Zayn after Party Boy gets in the ring. Uh, Wee Man slams Sami Zayn, which was impressive. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. And then Sami gets pinned while in a giant mousetrap. Yes. Sure. It was sports sports entertaining. Yep. (laughs) After that, we have Sasha Banks and Naomi versus 
the Carmella and Queen Zelina versus Ray Ripley and Liv. And I feel like there was uh, Natalia, Natalia. And yeah. Now I, I felt like Natalia and Shayna were there, but I barely remember them in the match at all. Mm-hmm. Your winners and new WWE women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi. Yep. The first African-American mm-hmm. women's tag team champions. Because when Sasha and Bailey had it, Bailey's not African American. Nope. She's Hispanic. So. Yep. So there you go. We then get an absolute banger of a match, Edge and AJ Styles, where AJ Styles yes. was injured before even making it to the ring. Because mm-hmm. he ran into the uh, <laughs> ring, uh, the entrance ramp thing uh, with the WrestleMania stuff. He ran straight into it. <laughs> AJ saw that Cody was back in WWE. He's like, I got to get bleed. blood. <laughs> I got a color. So he has blood running down the side of his face as he's making his entrance. It was great. Edge wins after a distraction from Damian Priest. Yep. We then get Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus the New Day. For the right at two minutes. Think this match was this match was supposed to take place on Saturday and was cut for time yep. because they have time limits when right. they're on the network that they control. And yep. anyways, um, yeah, this match was extremely short and depressing and Seamus and Ridge get the win. Um, we then have Pat McAfee versus Austin theory. Yep. Of course, Pat McAfee gets the win which you had to expect at this point. This leads directly into Pat McAfee versus Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yep. And Vince wins. Vince wins that one after an attack from behind by theory and yada, yada, yada. After the match, they're celebrating the ring. The glass breaks out comes stone cold gives an absolutely beautiful stunner to Austin theory Convinces Vince. Well, well, I want to talk about this in a little further detail. So let's go ahead and pass through that part. Yeah. uh, Because I want to talk about this a bit more. Yeah. Well, we can circle back to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he gives an absolutely beautiful stunner to Austin Theory. Vince takes the worst stunner that has ever been taking, beating out his old record by a mile. Then he stuns Pat McAfee and... McAfee, I think, maybe has the best, took the best stunner I've ever seen. But we'll circle back. We'll spend more time on that a little while later on. Uh, We then go into our main event. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Title unification. This match is going to go, what, 40, 50 minutes? I mean, if you think that, you're an idiot, but okay. (laughs) Match was good for what, you know. For what it was. What it was. It's your standard Brock Lesnar Reigns match that was just, uh, hey, we're going to hit a million finishers. Yeah. Roman gets the win. It looks like Roman might have been injured. Yeah. I don't know that there's been any confirmation. There hasn't been any confirmation. It looks like he... uh, May have torn or pulled his bicep, or did something or with his shoulder. shoulder. One one of the two. It's it's either the muscle injury or a shoulder injury. 
Um, but he does get the win. And that was night two of WrestleMania. It was entertaining. I was sports it was entertained. Good. It wasn't as good as night one, but no. it was good. All right. So moving on to Monday Night Raw. So Monday Night Raw, we start off with Cody Rhodes, who is now adrenaline in my soul. WWE has Cody Rhodes. Yep. And he cuts promo, says he's here to win titles. Now we know why he left AEW, because so, he said he couldn't, you know. Solidifies the fact that I, I can't stand Cody. Yeah. We have Naomi uh, and Sasha Banks versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Uh, Naomi, I think it was Naomi pins Liv. It could have been uh, Banks. I don't remember. Either way, Rhea and Liv take the loss there. But they get a championship match next week. We have Kevin Owens cutting a promo. We have Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz, where The Miz gets the win. Bianca Belair cuts a promo. We have Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler for the NXT Championship. And your winner and new NXT champion, Braun Breaker. Which is weird, because we'll talk about some stuff that happened around this. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Uh, we then have a segment where MVP brings out Bobby Lashley to celebrate his win. Almost comes out, says it was a fluke. He wants a rematch. MVP, MVP turns on Bobby and joins Almost. Bobby Lashley has completed his face turn, and he's all the better for the time that he yes. has spent as a heel. Yep. And Almost gets somebody that can talk for him because the man can't talk yet so uh we then have uh carmella and queen Zelina versus natalia and Shayna baszler um, doesn't actually happen yeah stuff and yeah we then get the usos and austin theory versus rk bro and finn balor where usos and theory get the win Edge and Damian Priest cut a promo. They're joining, they're starting a new stable. We have Street Profits versus Alpha Academy, where um, I think, did the Street Profits get the, the winner? Street Profits won. Yeah. We then have Roman come out and cut a promo, as you do when you have the newly undisputed. Acknowledge me. Yeah. So, yeah. I turn it over to you for Dynamite. Then go on to Dynamite. Dynamite kicks off with Christian Cage versus Adam Cole, where Adam Cole wins. Um, we then had Samoa Joe's in-ring debut for AEW versus Max Caster in the first round of the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, this was very quick. Uh, Samoa Joe wins with a muscle buster, something we haven't seen from him in a while. Had Captain Sean Dean versus Sean Spears. Uh, we're, I mean, this was a squash, um, Spears wins. Um, we had Kingston, or Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz talking about, uh, what was going on with the whole Jericho appreciation society. We then had Jade Cargill cut a promo. Then we had a <sighs> tag team tables elimination match where, if you got put through a table by your opponent, you were eliminated 
but because there were no rules, no one actually left. So the ending ended up being Jeff, who was already eliminating, putting the blade through a table, and that's how the Hardys won. I I did not like this mm-hmm. at all. Um, we had the second women's Owen Hart match, uh, Sheeta versus Julia Hart, where Sheeta wins. Hart has more makeup now around her eye patch. Uh, so it looks like the the darkness is spreading. At some point, we may get a payoff here. I don't know. Well, and and she was acting very heelish, and she told the Varsity Blondes to leave. Yeah, she did. So there is that adding to the potential for a heel turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final match of the night was the Ring of Honor and AAA Tag Team Champions FTR versus the Young Bucks. Both sets of belts were on the line. FTR wins. This was a banger of a match. Um, highly recommend going and catching it if you can. And that was Dynamite. All right. So moving on to Friday Night SmackDown. We start the show off with Ronda Rousey coming down to the ring. And in an interview with Kayla Braxton, she says she wants a rematch. She wants... Charlotte in an I quit match. Charlotte says, uh, no. And so Rhonda says it's going to happen. She then later in the show goes to Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce says, I got to think about it. And then on Saturday, they announced that the match was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they went through all that rigmarole, but yeah. We then get a debuting or no, I skipped ahead. My bad. We have Butch versus Xavier Woods. Well, it was his in-ring debut. So It was Butch's in-ring debut. He has a match with Xavier Woods. Butch controls the entire match. Woods wins with the Backwoods. Mm-hmm. What is the Backwoods, you might ask? Well, it is a roll-up. The most devastating move in wrestling. <laughs> it is a roll-up. They literally gave the roll-up a title, a name, Backwoods. We then... <laughs> We then get uh, two debuts right after each other. We have Ludwig Kaiser. Which was Marcel Bartel. Formerly for Marcel those, Bartel. For was, those keeping score at home. Yeah. And now, Marcel Bartel. Guess that name's just not German enough for them. So they go with Ludwig Kaiser. He introduces the Ring General, Gunther. Formerly Walter. There's a Walter chant that happens in this yes, match. And it. Pat McAfee tries to cover and said they're chanting Gunther. Listen no, to all these people chanting Gunther. They are very clearly chanting Walter. And I watched this on Hulu. So they had every opportunity to change it or get rid of it. And it was still Walter. Uh, Walter wins or Gunther wins in his match. Against, no, you're good. Walter wins. <laughs> against whatever uh, random opponent they picked it was for a, him. Uh, Enhancement talent. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. Um, we then go back and have a new another debut. So three debuts, boom, 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 with Raquel Rodriguez. Now, you might know her as her former name, Raquel Gonzalez, as she was on NXT. I do know why this name was changed, at least. Okay. Um, her real name is Victoria Gonzalez. And 
the 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 coming out part of it is they changed her name to Raquel Rodriguez to prevent a Cody Rhodes type situation, uh-huh. because her real last name is Gonzalez. Mm. They can't keep her from using that in wrestling at somewhere else, so she could go anywhere else as Raquel Gonzalez. So by changing her name to Raquel Rodriguez, they can trademark that. Yeah, and there you go. I think AEW has the way to go there where they're kind of letting everybody just use their names. Yeah. And I think that's the way to go. But that's a tangent we don't need to go down right now. Mm-hmm. She debuts. She blows off the Los Lotharios as they want to give her a kiss. And she's like, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they had her standing on a box or if they dug a hole to have uh, Kayla stand in. <laughs> well, Kayla's but, very tiny. Anyway. My God, the size difference between those two women. Uh, we have a Mad Cat Moss Happy Corbin segment. Happy talk. Yeah. <laughs> where Happy turns on Mad Cat. Mad Cat gets the upper hand and throws Corbin out of the ring. Yep. So Corbin's actually starting to. We'll see if they continue. But he was very dour. He was yeah, not happy. He wasn't happy because he lost at WrestleMania. Um, I hope they continue and they go back more towards a sad Corbin gimmick. It'd be nice. Not not full into it. I don't need yeah. that again, but it was entertaining. And yep. regular Corbin, the Corbin that they keep trying to give us is not entertaining. We have Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn, which resulted after Sami had a promo with Adam Pierce or a segment with Adam Pierce backstage and said, I want the next man that walks out of that locker room. It's Drew McIntyre. No, no, no. I want the next. No, no. This is dying laughing. He's like, oh, no, no. We're getting this. This this was your idea. So, yeah. Drew gets the win by count out because Sammy ran away. So, sure, I'm down for that. We're going to get a Drew-Sammy feud. I'm okay with that for a while. I guess we we got to keep Drew and Roman away from each other till probably SummerSlam. Yeah, probably. We then have uh, Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan, where Liv gets the win. Also on Friday, it some cosplay came out of Sasha Banks dressed as Liv Morgan. Yeah, very uncanny valley. Yes. Let's see. After that, we have the bloodline coming down to the ring. What's going to happen next for them? Well, Roman says that it's time... He has two belts, but his cousins don't. And when he got Jay to partner with him and do it, he told Jay he was going to lift Jay up to heights and success that he's never seen. The only way to do that is for them to get more belts. So he ordered them to go get the Raw Tag Team titles. Yep. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. I'm, I'm down for that. I, I like where this storyline's going. Out comes Shinsuke. Uh, Roman sucker Shinsuke in and one of the Usos hits Shinsuke with a super kick. Yep. One or both of them. I don't remember which. Uh, and that was, and it, that right? was it. That was all for, for SmackDown. I was just making sure there wasn't something else that popped up, but that, yeah, that was the end of the show. Uh, rampage kicks off with Brian Danielson versus Trent Beretta, uh, where Danielson wins. We then got QT Marshall versus Swerve Strickland, where Strickland wins. 
Uh, we had another Owen Hart tournament of Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet. Red Velvet won. And then the match of the night, quite possibly match of the year so far, uh, John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, Yuta gets hit early on and starts bleeding like Eddie Guerrero way back in the day. Yeah. Like, this dude is just squirting buckets of blood. Um, They continue the match. Of course, Yuta kicks out of two paradigm shifts. Uh, and then finally, Moxley chokes him out to get the win. Regal and Danielson were on commentary. They come down to the ring. They kind of surround Yuta. He's sitting there. He's like on his knees. He's bleeding still profusely. And he's shouting, come on, come get me. You know, that kind of stuff. William Regal shakes his hand. Yeah. Uh, then Yuta like takes the blood off his forehead and puts a BCC across his chest. Uh, Moxley walks up to him, stabs him in the chest with his finger and says, uh, now, now the, the fun begins or well, now, now the, the hard the, part begins. Now, now the, the real work, work begins. Now the real work yeah. begins. And then Moxley, uh, Danielson and Regal leave the ring. So, yeah, uh, you know what? As much crap as we give Tony Khan, mm-hmm. he took Will Willer Yuta, somebody who we cared nothing star. about at all a month cool. ago, and in a month's time has turned him into but see, there's somebody the, to watch. That is the key word. In around a month, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we give Tony crap all the time about the storylines that he builds up, these these super slow burns. Uh, come on, do something like uh, the Julia Hart match yeah. on dynamite. You know, she comes out with the extra stuff around the eye patch. So we're like, Oh, is she's fighting Hirokushita? Mm-hmm. Is this the night where Julia kind of goes full house of black? She throws the varsity blondes out of ringside. She tells them to get away. She can do it herself. Um, then she, she puts up a bit of a fight, which is cool. But then she loses, and that's it. Yeah. You know, there was no payoff there. I would have loved to have seen her. If you want Sheeta to move forward, that's fine. Have Sheeta move forward because Hart just goes mental mm-hmm. and gets disqualified. Gets disqualified. Uh, so that's one of those storylines we're talking about. Good God, that line has been going on for so long. Six months. Yeah. Or somewhere near there. About six months. Wheeler Yuta's storyline has been going on a month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. It's moving at a very good pace. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. We've He's had gone and won great the matches. championship. You know, he was told, go prove yourself. And Wheeler Yuta is proving himself, right? Yeah. To me, that's awesome storytelling. That's how you do it. Yeah. Right. I don't need six months. The, the hangman storyline was personally. It was good. It was too long. It was way too long. And part of that, I know, has to do with the fact of him taking some time off because of his kid and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I get it. The The Sheeta serena Deeb storyline has been going on way too long. Finish them. Let's move on. Yep. Before we move on, let's talk about some of the... Uh, Barrels in this whiskey, the oh, fistful okay. of uh, bourbon that we're drinking this Sounds week. Sounds like an ad plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
just trying to change things up a little bit and, and talk more about whiskey. You know, we are whiskey and wrestling. Fair enough. We, fair we enough. generally we just we drink should. whiskey and, you know. So according to their bottle, their barrel profiles are one, their backbone bourbon, which is a balanced and sweet bourbon. Two is a green, leafy, and floral bourbon. Three, soft spices with hints of nutmeg. Did you catch mm. any nutmeg in there? I did not. No, I didn't either. Um, four is buttery toffee. Yeah. I kind of got yeah, the, I, I don't can, know, I kind of got the toffee. I can maybe get that. The toffee. I can, I can go with that. And one. then, uh, and this one, maybe, maybe a little bit. The fifth one, the final one is cinnamon licorice. Mm, didn't get any of that. No. So, but yeah, this is, it's a decent whiskey. It's a decent bourbon. It's not one that I'm going to run out to buy again, but if I'm there and this is what's available, sure, I'll pick it up. Yeah, it wasn't awful. But I'll go spend my money on some of the other ones that we really do enjoy. Right. Which we should do a, a, a tasting of some of our favorites where we just we should get drunk one day. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's run through WrestleMania. You wanted to talk about Austin Theory and his yeah, stunners so, and stuff. So I want to talk about that whole segment, really. Uh, the Pat McAfee-Austin Theory match I thought was really good. McAfee once again proved that, you know, he can actually wrestle. Yeah. Which is pretty shocking. Um, He wins. Cool. Vince comes down. Um, I thought Vince beating up McAfee like he did. McAfee getting no uh, offense in. Uh, you could tell the story there that McAfee didn't want to hit Vince because he's an old man and because he's his boss. Yeah. But they didn't tell that story. Comment commentary didn't mention that at all. So it just looked like a seventy something year old man beating up uh, you know, a forty year old guy who just beat up Austin Theory and won. So and, and you know, they did that have, makes Austin Theory look awful. They did have Theory interfering every single chance yeah, they could. Theory interferes. Okay. Then you can tell Vince doesn't need to be on TV anymore in any kind of no. positions of anything because Theory's music hits and Vince gave away. I mean, I kind of figured we would get a Stone Cold. I'm surprised it in. took as long as it did for Stone Cold I, to run. I in. kind of expected Stone Cold to interfere while Vince was beating up McAfee and cost and cause McAfee to win. Yeah. And then get in Vince's face. You dumb son of a bitch, you know. Um but Austin Theory's music plays, and Vince like visibly jerks and looks at the ramp. Um, and then a couple minutes later, a couple of seconds later, or so then the glass breaks. Yeah. So it kind of killed that. Austin comes out. He gives Theory a stunner. Theory took it great. Theory takes it great. He looks at Vince, and Vince has that that classic Vince McMahon gulp problem, <laughs> you know. And Stone Cold's talking to him, and he kind of, you know, points back and forth. And do you want to drink a beer a with beer me? Move. You know, he asked me, "Do you yeah. want to drink a beer with me?" And Vince was like, "Yeah." So Stone Cold calls for some beers. They clash cans and start drinking one, and then Vince has forgotten even the little bit that he knew about how to take a stunner. Yeah, because Austin kicks him and Vince like stumbles and falls into the ropes. Yeah, Vince, and then, like, he doesn't even stumble and fall. He like beelines it to the ropes. And then Stone Cold had to kind of sort of half pick him up and then gave him the stunner. But 
Vince collapsed with the stunner. And I get it. He's old. He shouldn't be in this position anyway. But, you know, then you have a crumpled Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Cheers. I mean, if this is truly what Austin says, that was his last match, his last thing, his last hurrah after 19 years. If the if the parting image that we have of Stone Cold Steve Austin on WWE TV is him giving Vince McMahon a stunner, I can think of no better way for Stone Cold to leave the business completely. I don't think that's how it's going to be, but this was awful. Yeah. Well, then he gives Pat McAfee a stunner. Then he gives, then Pat gets in the and, ring. And Pat gives a yes. beautiful, because Pat takes it, stands up. Stands up, sprays, sprays beer, beer up, out then, as he slowly falls back and, and collapses. And falls over. And, like, that was great. Like, I, I was like, first I saw Austin Theories. I'm like, that, well, that was a great that was one. Good. That was a good way to take it. And then, and Pat, then did, Pat, Pat did it. Pat did so well. And it was, like, amazing. But then Stone Cold, of course, leaves. Cool. WrestleMania night two gets their stone cold pop fair. Um, Yay. did not like any of the Vince McMahon stuff. It made to me, it makes Austin theory look even weaker than he is already is. And it serves no purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I thought the Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn thing was funny. I mean, um, it was a fun little cluster. You know, I mean, this was never going to be a wrestling match. This was never going to be anything more than a a jackass inside a wrestling ring spot fest. And that's exactly and that's exactly what it was. I mean, he brought out a a, a ball kicking machine. The only member there was of the Jack- giant uh, mouse trap thing. There was a giant hand. There was the giant hand. Yeah, that was uh, it was real nice to see uh, May Young and Mark Henry's child getting on WrestleMania. Yeah been long enough 30 years yes. like, yeah. you know it took him uh yeah it was it was enjoyable and the only member of jackass who wasn't there is the member of jackass who's been kicked out who's not a member of jackass anymore and that's bam margera well steve-o wasn't there i don't think was he uh, i guess steve-o wasn't yeah steve-o wasn't there it was uh preston didn't show up on that part either i don't think well i think he just had wee man and party boy no, because they had a bunch of them getting yeah, they were to help the, them yeah, that's carry right, out that's right, the... That's right, but did, I don't think Steve-O was one of them. I think it was... Um, but, I mean, it's just continuing this this Sami Zayn storyline. I don't... this. I don't want to say I don't like this Sami Zayn character. It's run its course. It has run its course. He needs course. to do something It's new. time for him to evolve. Yep. And hopefully he can do that with a serious competitor yep. of Drew McIntyre. Hope. Hope. I, I don't know that I hold much hope. But yeah. Yep. Um. What else we got? WWE wise, anything? Triple H getting one last WrestleMania pop. Yeah, yeah, he got to come out and welcome to WrestleMania. You know. Yeah. And then left his boots in the ring, uh, which I thought was very fitting that that Triple H got to leave his boots in the ring at WrestleMania. Um, it worked out well, and I think they've been planning that for a while because, you know, they didn't announce his retirement, and they've got to have known for months that he's not yeah. going to be able to return to the ring. Yeah. So they waited till right before Mania. Um, you know, we can talk all we want about how Triple H doesn't have the power backstage that he used to, and that's probably true, but he is still Vince's son-in-law. Yeah, exactly. He's still, and, he's still rather powerful. And his ability to retire officially... Yep. At Mania. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently on Friday, uh, Scott Hall 
was laid to rest. Scott Hall was. There's a picture that was posted that was Triple H, uh, Scott's son, which I don't remember his Cody. Cody, Cody Hall. Um, now this was posted by Cody yeah. on Cody's Instagram. Yeah, I it think. was him, Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, DDP, Shawn Waltman, and Kevin, uh, Nash. Kevin Nash, all standing there at the yeah. the graveside. Um, so yeah, which they were all kind of smiling, with the exception of Kevin. Kevin. His heart and soul's been ripped out. Yeah, I mean, that's his best. He, and, you yeah. know, he made up the post on Instagram about it being his best friend, and he doesn't know how he's going to go on with life without him, you know, around. Yeah. Um, but he will. He'll figure it out. Cody Hall put out a really good, you know. Um, now I'm trying, you know, it finally hit me that dad's gone. Now I'm trying to adjust to life without him, that kind of thing. And yeah. I, and I, I, I feel for him because I, I know exactly what that's like. So, yeah. You know, there you go. Um, speaking of Cody's, <laughs> Cody Rhodes came out and opened Raw with a segment where he talks about the fact that the reason he came back to de- that this is the line that made me just dislike Cody Rhodes as an individual. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, there was a lot of rumoring about, you know, will he, won't he? And I want to let you know there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that I was coming back. Okay. You just shit all over the company you created. Yeah. On your way out. You know, the Young Bucks made a, a bio that said, uh, I guess two uh, guys from Southern California who did it, who built this on, you know, their own way uh, was just never a romantic enough story for you. Um, There is bad blood there. I really, and I, I, I realize that we may never actually know what went down. I doubt we will. It's not but really our place to know what went down. But I there really want to know what happened there. between Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny. Because, um, and Tony. I have to think that Tony has to be involved there. Sure. Like, and, Cody tries to tries to play it off a little bit. You know, he talks about, he shows a picture of Dusty holding uh, the WWE, was that the WWF championship? I think WWF. WWF championship. championship uh, in Madison Square Garden where he was going to have a fight for it. He lost. Well, um, he won, but it was by count out. Yeah. So he which didn't get means the belt. he championship advantage. Um, you know, and Cody talks about him being eight. He didn't understand that, you know, but you won. Well, the champion which, gets his advantage. And by by the way, I'm calling foreshadowing. Right here today, April tenth, twenty twenty two. Cody? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know, he tries to play it off that he's back in WWE to to win the belt that his dad his dad never won. You know, all this kind of stuff. It really just made me hate Cody even more. I, and I don't mean just the Cody character. I mean Cody Rhodes. Uh it, it Cody Cody Runnels. Cody Runnels. It it shows to me that that dude and, and it's a weird spot to be in to say that all he cared about is the money. Because, I mean, I work for money. I'm not going to go to work if it's not for money. But at the same token, you know, this is a, a guy who, who left WWE, hated their creative, hated, said they were stifling him, went out and created what he created. And now he's back, yes, sir, bowing at the, the feet of McMahon uh, because he was offered an extra zero. Yeah. 
So, yeah. I think the it was very clear in the Cody, um, the the Cody Seth, Cody Seth match mm-hmm. at Mania that Seth just outclasses Cody in every single way. It isn't even close. It is not it, even close. I I think that once the shine wears off of Cody being back, mm-hmm. I think. I don't think this is a Drew McIntyre situation. I think this is more akin to a Jinder Mahal situation. Yeah. Where you're back. Great. You get, here's your push. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. I, I, Welcome to it obscurity. Would not, it would not surprise me that if in the next, next six months, we're going to see Cody challenge Roman. Mm-hmm. They'll do a good, maybe month maybe two months of a build and Cody will get the same, the KO treatment kind of, you know, uh, every time it looks like he might beat Roman, the Usos will get interfered until there's, they're going to have a, a, a a raw or a SmackDown is going to be at Madison square garden. And it's going to be just like you just said, they're going to have a match. It's going to be, you know, they're going to tell Roman that if, if the Usos get involved, he loses the belt or something like that. Yeah. The Usos aren't going to get involved, but Roman's going to spear Cody in the ring and then, like, laugh and then roll out of the ring and take a 10-count loss. Yeah. So that at Madison Square Garden, your winner, Cody Rhodes, but still... Mm-hmm. Unified WWE champion Roman Reigns. I I fully believe they're going to do that. Yeah, I. And then within a week, you're going to see Cody wrestling Baron Corbin in mid card obscurity. It just, yeah, it does not. Cody is not good enough in WWE. Cody's not good. Wasn't good enough in AEW, and he did because he did absolutely nothing to get him there. Do I think Cody could be a main event guy? If you would have asked me that question when AEW first started, yeah, I mm-hmm. think he could have been. He was he was a bit of a main event guy at New Japan. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was running the Bullet Club, right? He comes over here, they create AEW, he puts that stupid damn restriction on himself. I'll never challenge for the AEW title, burr, burr, burr. And I'm never going to turn here, burr, burr, burr. And then, Which sets himself up for a great sets, heel run. It does. And then I, he we've said doesn't it a million do it. times. He could have lost, keeps losing, gets to the end of this run, you know, whatever. He comes out after the crowd's booing him comes out in the suit, you know, talks about him being an EVP, talks about how some stipulations might seem unfair. Therefore, as a, as a leader of the, of AEW, not just in the locker room, but in the offices as well, he has to do what's best for business and overturn that stipulation, you know, and then he continues to weasel and use the EVP status he loses to uh, Hangman, okay? And then, and, you he, know, honestly, you, you, and I'm sorry to, to cut yeah. you off, but this just jumped in my mind. You, you have it mere WWE Brian Danielson's yeah, best for business. Exactly. You have Orange Cassidy 
yeah. win the title. And yeah. that's when he well, does it because Orange I Cassidy can't. Don't have Orange Cassidy win the title. Have Orange Cassidy win a, a, a an opportunity at the title. And Cody comes out and goes, you know, I know everybody loves Orange Cassidy crowd. Yeah, freshly squeezed. But a player like that just isn't what is best for business. Therefore, as my power of as EVP of this company, I'm going to have to overrule that and put in somebody who means who who can carry the the full weight of responsibility of what it means to be the champion in AEW. And he doesn't announce who it is. He just strips Cody for up. He just strips OC of it. Next pay-per-view hangman comes out first because they've never mentioned who Cody, he just keeps saying, I believe that everybody will like who it is. You know, Mm -hmm. hangman comes out first because we got a surprise who it is. Right. There's more than one family in wrestling, you know, more than one royal family in wrestling. Yeah. Cody comes out and all of the boos, you know, yeah. and he comes out and he's waving and he's like homelandered out and everything. He gets pinned. He immediately grabs the microphone. We're restarting this match and have it restart like three times. But Hangman beats him every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know. And then Cody just finally, he he's, wants to restart it again, and the Bucks and Kenny come out. They're just like, nope. Yep. Tony comes out, looks at Cody, and goes, I'm relieving you of your duties. Yeah. You know, and Cody can continue on the spiral. Then you tell the Cody story about how he thinks he's still EVP. So he's still leverage, trying to leverage, I'm the EVP of this company. And they're just like, no, you're not. I am. And, he, he, and there you go. You can tell a huge story with that. He never would. He never wanted to do the heel thing. Yep. Good riddance. Uh, Tony Khan, Vincent McMahon. Uh, we are available for all of your <laughs> uh, booking needs. Uh, you can reach us at Whiskey in Wrestling. That is Whiskey in, just the in, wrestling at gmail.com. Once again, <laughs> Whiskey in Wrestling at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us through our uh, chat at Facebook at Whiskey and Wrestling. <laughs> But I mean, it just, it, like I said, it just makes me hate Cody. Yeah. Not, not the character, not that. It just makes me hate the dude. And it's a shame because he has done quite a bit. He's done a lot. And, you know, you go back to what he and Brandy were trying to do with the start when they had the yeah. uh, sensory, um, I forget what they're called, but the sensory overroad. The sensory bags, basically. Uh, you know, in the, in the rooms that they had yep. built or helped build at places. And, like, that's amazing and something that helps society progress and helps open doors to professional wrestling, football, all of these major sports to people who traditionally haven't been able to go because they would not be able to enjoy themselves. Exactly. It opens the door to that. And then you get this. We had a whole conversation earlier this week on wrestling and how it is very difficult anymore to remain a fan of professional wrestling, yeah. not because of poor storytelling. Like we, we get it. It goes through phases. You're going to tell a good yeah. story. You're going to tell a bad story. It happens. But the people in wrestling, it has become very well, hard for us to be a fan of 
anybody. We almost have to early part of the week. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Nick Cash, I think is his name. Yeah. Uh, one of the, yeah, Ca- was it was ha- Cash. I don't Cash. know if it was He was Nick. half of uh, MSK, mm-hmm. the NXT champions. Um, His current wife, about to be ex-wife, they're going through a divorce. Goes on Twitter, talks about how she's finally free of him. Mm-hmm. He's emotionally abusive. He's physically abusive. Uh, you know, he's been gaslighting her, you know, the whole thing. Yep. Of course, Twitter being Twitter, internet wrestling community here. Uh, you know, I bet you're just lying. He's just, he's getting, uh, you know, he's in WWE and you're an impact. So he's a whole lot better and he's a champion. And so she posts pictures of her with a busted lip, a black eye. And she says, these pictures were taken after he assaulted me. And his response was, well, you're a wrestler. No one would believe I did it. Um, the, the only credibility I give to anybody who has come out and defended him is yep. The wife of his partner, uh, you know, who, yeah. who is saying, no, he's been living with us for these last few months. Right. They've been separated for a while. She's being vindictive. That's the only person who I give any bit of credibility to. But I still tend to lean towards just because he's been living with them doesn't yeah. mean that he hasn't gone over and beat her up. Right. Right. Uh, so this doesn't start. This gets like that. That 50 50 movement. Right. you got yeah. people that are behind her, people that are behind him. And then she says, oh, and he also did this and post a picture of him with a Hitler mustache mm-hmm. doing the Heil Hitler salute. And just not like, a good that look. gets posted. And about 30 minutes later, WWE has come to terms with the release of blah, blah, blah. No future endeavor. No, nothing. Just we've come to terms with his release. Let, let's just let's let's go out here. And let's say it. the only time it is appropriate to dress like a like Hitler with a Hitler mustache and do the Heil Hitler salute is if you are in fact playing Adolf Hitler in some yeah. sort of production where at the end of said production, you die. Yeah. So <laughs> not actually die. I'm not wishing actors right, right. death, but you know, yeah, you're, you're portraying Hitler in world war two. Yes. That that's the only, um, that's the only time it's appropriate. But yeah, you know, so you see things like that. You hear like Gable Stevenson, uh, he allegedly raped someone and got off on a technicality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had the evidence basically to prove that he did it, but there was something wrong in the way it was collected. So he gets off. You have Austin theory. Who's been accused of grooming, grooming a 13 year old boy here. He still is. I mean, let's, you have let's riddle. Go to, you have riddle and his issues which are less clear. Right. You, but I mean, you go back and you look at the history of professional wrestling. And I brought this up in our chat. Jimmy Snuka. You have Jimmy Snuka. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin yep. who has admitted yep, to beating to Deborah. beating Deborah and, you know, props that he's admitted it and said, I think he's come out and said that it was wrong yeah. and that he was, he but, has. So he, you I know, mean, he's owned his mistake there, but the but fact is he still, still did it. Yeah. Um, then you go back and you had, I think it was Arn and Sid yeah, trying to murder each to other murder in each a other. hotel room. Yeah. You Listen go- to Jake the Snake talk about his dad. Yeah. And how his dad beat and abused him, raped his sister Robin. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the stories that he told about Grizzly Smith. Grizzly Smith, right? Yes. Um, Stories he told about him and just how awful of a human he was. You have Bruiser Brody who gets stabbed in a locker room and nothing ever happened. You know, just all of these. You you have uh, Too Cool Scorpio 
yeah. trying to kill. Who was it? He was trying to kill when they were in North Korea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, like, and not even like he had it planned. He was going to do it. Yeah. Ric Flair and all the stuff Rick that he Flair did throughout he did. the years. It is very hard to be a professional wrestling fan. And I mean, you almost, you cannot idolize these people anymore you know, because the, only, the minute you start idolizing one of them, something comes out. Like I would even say, like, look at Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take him as an example. He's got a kid's choice award. He's doing the G4 stuff. He's, he's the one that the undertaker was calling out without saying names about, you know, being soft in the back, you know, not, not, uh, not playing poker and drinking with the guys, but playing video games, you know, that kind of stuff. Even Xavier Woods was involved with the page sex scandal thing. Now his involvement was, he was one of three consenting adults that were having sex. Yeah. Which, which I'm not, I'm not downplaying that act. No. Do what makes you happy. If everybody's involved and everybody's consenting to it. What I'm saying, though, is that's not, quote, unquote, role model behavior, right? Right. Personally, I think it's cool. Go get yours, right? But (laughs) it's not role model behavior. I don't think any wrestler is probably in that bucket of role model behavior. Uh, It's, It's really, it's tough. I mean, you have, you have this, you have fame and you have money and I'm kind of of the mind that fame and money make you not a good human. Uh, And I I think that we are starting to get Tom Hanks. I think that we are starting to get to a point where you you have good people. I'm sure that there have been good people throughout the history of wrestling. We can't accuse everybody, but when you go back and you look and you hear uh, Jr. talk about his days with uh, Cowboy Bill Watts, mm-hmm. and Bill Watts had a policy of, "Hey, you're a face. You're going to go out there and you're going to please the please the crowd." And pleasing the crowd meant going home or bringing the women to your hotel room. Yep. And wife be damned. Exactly. So there was, and still to some extent, is a culture. In professional wrestling, it probably comes from the carny days and yep. the type of people that they were wanting to get for a long time in professional wrestling. At one point, I think that will end. Well, I mean, you look at guys like Big E, who legitimately seem to be one of the best human beings on the planet. Yeah. Um, like Big E is somebody that I can say, okay, Big E's a role model. At least, yeah. as, as, at least as far as we know. As Who of knows? April 10th, 2022, it appears that Big E is a role model. Next week, we may have something come out where Big E, you know, burned an entire litter of puppies to death or something and, like and that. And that's why Ridge dropped him yeah. on his head. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ugh. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it is just tough. makes it very tough to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let me respect, let me rephrase that. Makes it real tough to be a fan of wrestlers. <laughs> Being a wrestling fan is one thing. You know, you can enjoy wrestling. You can, you know, you can deal with, uh, you know, the the showmanship of it, the the the, the sport itself. Yeah. But man, the people make it tough sometimes. It, they do. But for some reason. 
amongst all of that. We keep watching. We keep watching, and we will keep watching and bringing every week our opinions, such as they are, of the current wrestling product. Exactly. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? Nothing particular that I can think of. So what I would like to say is thank you to McNarb Gaming and Greg for letting us use this space. Absolutely. Um, you want to get a board game? Get a board game. You want to get a, a tabletop game, D&D books, miniatures, card games. You need accessories? They got accessories. Come over to McNarb Gaming. Get your get your game on. Get your nerd mm-hmm. on. Uh, play some games while you're here. Enjoy being a nerd. Absolutely. And while you're here in Gaucher, Mississippi, at McNarb Gaming... Head on over to Big Dog Liquor and pick yourself up some whiskey, some wine. You got tons and tons of wines. If you're a tequila drinker, uh, why? But they have tequila for you. If you are into vodka, if you are into liqueurs, rum, they have all of that available for you. They've got specials going on for military and for seniors. Check them out. Great selection. Big Dog Liquor here in Gaucher. Yep. And once you've gone to McNarb and you've gotten your, your nerd uh, paraphernalia, you've gone over to Big Dog and you've gotten your, your liquor paraphernalia, and you've finished listening to us, give a listen to some of our friends. First and foremost would be the new podcast. Brand new. You've heard them on here. They've all been on our podcast. Check out our roundtable uh, yep. discussion from a couple weeks ago on Scott Hall. The Travelers on the Omnibus. Yep. Uh, they are a podcast about generalized nerd shenanigans. They are available everywhere we are. Yes. So you can actually get them on Apple Music. You can get them on Spotify. You can get them on, I think, Anchor is where yeah, they're, 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 they're hosted out is. of Anchor, uh, but um, you can get them everywhere. Uh, I don't know if they're on Google Podcasts just yet. I know that they, on it. they, they are were working, working on it. it. They um, may have popped up by now. But I know they were working yeah, on it. I know they, they were working on getting on Google. I know they were there was a delay in them getting on Apple as well, but they are now there, yeah. so they may be on Google as well. But that is our friends Jay and Brady and Jody and Ethan. Yep. All of which that. have been on the show. Yep. And, and we've been on theirs. They have great discussions. Yep. So go check them out. Give them a like and give them a five-star rating so they get, get heard. And while you're there, once you're done listening to them, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. Look, you like movies, you like television. Why not get the perspective of some people who love them? They're going to sit there, they're going to talk about it, and they have a weekly show on YouTube. I believe it's on Wednesday nights Yep, where you can enjoy and interact with them on different movie and television show topics. And after that, Download and listen to Fearology. It is available only on Anchor FM, but it's Jody from Travelers uh, talking about movie, the history and um, makings of horror movies. Yep. Uh, he, he puts out about once a month, mm-hmm. it seems like, but, uh, you know, give it a listen. It's worth it. Yep. With that said, I don't think we have anywhere else to go. So, yep. cheers. Cheers. <laughs>